You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yeah, I always joked about it's like uh, it's it's great for like our parents, you know. It, 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 it they, my son's in a band, but they wanted Juno. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're not just some bums. Like they, you know, the the full extent of the benefits we'll never know because of 2020. But hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you've been having a great week. I most certainly have been. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, which was all about Thirsty Thursdays. I love Thirsty Thursdays. I am super stoked that I had the chance to create an episode specifically in honor of the Thirsty Thursday gang. It is something that I truly cherish, and I am very, very stoked to have all these wonderful humans in my life. And I was very, very, very happy to get the chance to create an episode just for them. So if you missed that, go back and check out that episode, please. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to encourage you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also take the time to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, more metalheads just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That is V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, including all of the details for any episodes which I may have dropped throughout that past week, if I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the links to any upcoming live Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs. Coming up next week, we have Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers. I'm super stoked to reconnect with Brittany. And trust me, this is a Thirsty Thursday hang you do not want to miss. There is also the links to the Brutal Awake playlist which are available on both apple music and spotify which is curated by jerry monk the metal architect himself do yourself a favor sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list this is a party that you do not want to miss now on today's episode i am very stoked to be back with dan cleary of striker get ready everyone this is vox and hops episode number 246 I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I am back with Dan Cleary of Striker. I am super, super stoked to be back with you. And uh, I say this because I don't normally have very many return guests. And uh, super stoked to have you back on the podcast. It happened so organically because, uh, because something really, really cool happened. You guys dropped a brew. So we obviously had to have another chat. So how have you been, Dan? Let's start with a very simple yet complex question. How have you been coping with 2020? Oh, man, it's been like pretty up and down. It's, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, right? Like, I think I've been ignoring the fact that, like, 2020 was going to be such a cool year, like, in general for not just our band, but just, like, everything going on. Like, I feel like the music scene was really, like, doing well. And then it was just, like, everything grinds to a halt. And in, and now it's, like, will there be any music venues left by the end of this? And it's kind of, it's... It's rough. So I, I almost don't think about it as much as I should probably cause just because, like, I can't think about it because it's crazy. 
dark spiral void that we don't want to engage in. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> I really I really try not to think about it too much. It is something that I, I do think about. And I was actually speaking about it today with uh, Chris Donaldson, the guitarist of Cryptopsy. We're saying, of course, you know, touring will come back. But will there be any venues for us to play at our level of, of musicianship and our level of extreme metal? And I said, I said, well, maybe some of those ones that we do love will be gone, sadly. But when it is opening up again, people will open venues again, for sure. Yeah, I think, like, maybe some venues that have gone under, maybe they'll get, you know, resurrected by some angel investor of some kind, hopefully. Who knows? But I feel like there's there's already been a bunch of venues that we've played and probably you've played, too, that have, um, you know, like... 100% close their doors and they're done. So that's pretty shitty. It is. It is. And, and uh, I, I'll miss being there. That's that's for sure. I miss being on stage. But luckily, I still get to have chats with amazing people like you, my metal family, and we get to talk about your life, music, and craft beer. So so t- tell everyone about this beer, Dan. What's going on here? Uh, so it all started... Um, Quite a while back, uh, uh, we got approached by Yellowhead Brewery here in Edmonton, and they wanted to do a like an artist program where they would essentially give us free beer and, and then promote us, and we would promote their beer and stuff like that, too. And it was just like a local thing in the city. And that was awesome, and we took full advantage of it. <laughs> I think we were they had like a sign-out sheet at the brewery, and, and it was mostly just like striker, 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 striker. Various yes. members coming in to get their growlers filled and stuff. <laughs> and then um, the the main guy there, Ian, uh, he ended up starting his own brewery, which is Sea Change Brewery. And then so that other artist program kind of fizzled out. And then he was interested in sort of do, building that back up again. And the, although it's not exactly the same as it was before, when we got the, uh, the Juno win, they were really pumped about it and they were like you know what we have this uh session ale that has been like uh i don't remember why but they had they had the recipe and everything ready to go and they used to bottle it or they used to uh i guess keg it more than anything and then uh they weren't making it for some reason then they wanted to relaunch it and they thought like why don't we do like a co- launch thing with you guys and uh, we were like of course like <laughs> no brainer <laughs> sign us up so yeah that's that's basically how it happened i love it i love it and i do remember that you did mention the whole sign up sheet and just having striker on it on the last time i had you on box and hops so so i love the can art uh, especially there's the little personality personalized part of it all with your signatures going on super super dope there and you got the the scan to listen on spotify i've never seen this before that's really i dope. know isn't that sick we i was i tried it like because we went into the brewery this is pre-covid we went in there to uh do like signing the the can art and stuff like that like doing the signatures and they were like oh yeah by the way there's like the the spotify link on the side and we'd never seen it and uh so i scanned it and i was like damn that actually works it's sick so our spotify in in edmonton numbers are going up which is kind of (laughs) cool to see everybody who's buying it's like what's this all about I love it. I, I want to try it, actually. <laughs> so this, uh, what, what's, uh, this is a, a Session Ale 4.1% ABV. 
let me crack this and pour this out. At the same time, you introduce the beer that you're going to be drinking on your side, because sadly you don't have any of these left because you drank them all, right, Dan? Yeah, it's... uh and then it's hard to get down to the brewery with the COVID stuff going on. So I just, you know, end up just going to the the beer store that's just in between my house and work. So <laughs> I got the uh, the Red Racer Super Solar IPA. This poured out nice, slightly hazy, beautiful, beautiful hue to it. I love it. Like It's been through the mail, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 arrived at my house we won't say how it got <laughs> to me but I, it arrived at my house shout out to uh john asher for making sure this got into my hands cheers cheers oh yeah this is super clean super drinkable perfect party beer which 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 fits very well with strike <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a crushable beer, that's for sure. When I do have return guests, I like to ask a question. Has your craft beer palate, your craft beer experience evolved since the last time we spoke? Uh, maybe a little bit. I can't remember what I was drinking then. Probably IPAs. But uh, I've sort of drifted back to drinking more of like uh, Pilsner, Kolsch beers. Just, I don't know, maybe that was just the summer thing, but... I've been enjoying those a lot. <laughs> Very cool. And, and it's totally on par with what's happening in the craft beer industry right now. People start out with the, the sweet, sugar-filled uh, IPAs, and then as they get older and their palate evolves, they end up going backwards to the more simple, crispy boys. So so it's totally on par with what's happening, and I find myself doing the same. <laughs> That's so funny, because like, I, I bought like a, a case of, moose head the other day and it was like ooh, this is great <laughs> it's not exactly the you know most corkiest beer but it's uh it was it was good i enjoyed it i think they're one of canada's largest independent breweries unless they've been bought out which correlates very well with you guys because you guys are an independent band right segways uh fun fun <laughs> fact i don't know if you uh are a big horror movie guy i seem like maybe you are but uh we I just watched uh, the original My Bloody Valentine, which was uh, shot in Nova Scotia, and they're all drinking. Yes. They're all drinking Moosehead the whole time. It's so yes. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about being independent. How how has that been for you guys? Uh, Cryptopsy was independent from 2012 up until just recently, so I know the struggles of being an independent band. But I feel like you guys uh, are have handled it better than Cryptopsy has. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been good like we've we've had like some offers for record deals and stuff like that that we've kind of been like we're just we're still not sure like part of us is like well maybe we need to do that so we can like take a little bit off of our own plate but i think we found that the last time we worked with a label it was like the same amount of work you get a bigger scope it's still the same amount of work and then you get way less money. <laughs> so it's like, it's a hard, it's a hard, like, uh, gamble, I guess. Um, I do think like it's starting to become more important. I think being on a label or at least having someone pushing your, uh, music, like promo wise to, especially stuff like Spotify playlists and things like that. Those are like breaking bands now. So 
and they're sort of gate-kept, which was sort of like what radio used to be, and that's sort of transitioned into now. Spotify's like that because they've sort of monopolized the market on streaming stuff, and so now it's almost starting to make sense to be like playing ball a little bit more, but uh, so far we don't have plans to go back to being on a label yet. It's a, it's a lot of work being independent. I, I know it. And from the publicity side of things, it, it's it's near impossible to, to match what these, these labels, especially dealing with the podcast. I speak to two, three different publicity agencies for one artist now. It's, it's, it's crazy how many people are working for these artists versus just us hustling, hustling, hustling. That's hard. What would be some of the biggest cons- uh, the biggest challenges you guys have faced being independent? Um, I think we're we're sort of at like a a weird place because we've had like good um, like grant opportunities and stuff. Like one of the things we we had talked about as a band was like, should we be doing some videos on like you know because it's all about content. And uh, we were thinking like, man, maybe we should do some videos on like how we run things and what we do. But we we sort of decided not to because I think we're in a bit of a unique situation with getting grant funding and stuff like that. It's like if you're like an American band who's trying to be independent, it's like, oh, you're not going to get a grant from the government to do your heavy metal project. (laughs) So it's like we're really fortunate in that respect. But I mean, we still put a lot of work into it. I think the hardest thing is just like navigating like the responsibilities for each person in the band because it's like if someone starts to like you know dog it a bit or like not be feeling like doing whatever you know whatever type of thing social media or whatever it's like if nobody decides to do it then nobody's doing it or whatever so that's correct so that that can be a tough part i mean i think that's still an issue no matter what like whether you're independent or not i think that's a thing but uh it's exacerbated when you're <laughs> when you're independent because you're the only people working for you. So, but at least if, if anything gets you know fucked up, at least it's you know who to blame. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a, on a label on a big corporation, they're gonna just throw the ball into someone else's court who uh, probably wasn't even involved in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you need people that are good at doing certain things, and you have to play with their strengths. So, what would be your strengths? guiding the independence of striker um i'm definitely like i'm an okay business guy but not i'm not the the business brains i i do a lot of the recording and uh songwriting and stuff like that and uh tim our guitar player uh took on a lot of the business stuff he's a real sharp guy so anybody who has questions about you know being an independent band he'd be the one to like try and tap for that stuff because uh he's a hard worker and he gets a lot he we always found it interesting it's like in a band you kind of have to figure out who's the doer and who's the thinker and it's it's important to put the the power to do things in the doer's hand and that tim is a real doer so it's like that that was like (laughs) that's our like secret to success is like tim's a doer he gets stuff done and like that's that's the way to go. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. I think Cryptopsy were a bunch of thinkers. We need to... You need a doer. To be the doer, to get things done. The dude who will write an email won't read it and will send it. That's that's the thing. It's like, I always find that, you know, if I'm writing an email to someone, I'll just reread it like a hundred times and be like, ah, I don't know. Are they going to think I'm like coming across in a weird way or something? And then like, like Tim will just write it, boom, send 
and then they write back. They're like, okay, good. next. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> we will make you a beer. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, email. Yes. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I love it. That's super cool. Uh, you guys are uh, recording new material. We are. We just did uh, the drum tracks for three new songs in uh, just like last weekend. Very nice. Talk to me. Which was fun. We all got to wear masks in the studio, so that was cool. It is. It's, it's the world of uh, wearing masks for the next little while. Yeah. And uh, how was that in a studio setting? Was it was it really that bothersome? Nah. I mean, I'm so used to it. Like. I basically been working the whole time, and so with first without masks, and then with masks, and it's it's whatever. You just got to play ball, and I'm, I, you know, it's a small sort of price to pay, so I'm okay with it. As long as you guys get to make new music, so so talk me through these these new tracks. What is this leading towards? What 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 is the whole purpose of creating new music during a pandemic? Well, we we just have a lot of music because we've been just I don't know. I've always been like someone who just perpetually writes music because it's fun and it's amazing and uh so we've got a bunch and then uh we've been whittling it down into like some stronger tracks and working on them and then uh our plan is to just we're just going to start releasing stuff with no real like we have a bit of a plan but it's not for an album we're just you know like we've got music and we've got time so we may as well just start putting it out there it's a it's sort of in this new like 2020 rollout plan which is like is there any reason to do an album if you're not going to tour on it and then so maybe it's just putting out singles and stuff until something changes so that's sort of where we're at Mm. it's true eh? it's it's why put your heart and everything into an album when you can't go out there and, and, and sell it properly, these pandemic releases. I, I'm sort of thankful that Cryptopsy's in a writing session as well, and we didn't just drop th- something in, like, February. And the momentum of these bands, these huge bands that released records that had this momentum going, I hope that they can just pick it right back up when they can start touring again. Yeah, I hope so. Like, uh, I think it's been good for some bands. I think... I think early, like if you did it like early 2020, it might be tough. But like mid mid to late 2020, I think there's a lot of like, I'm I'm listening to like tons of music now because it's like, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> lots of time, <laughs> so lots of time to discover new music and stuff. So I've been listening to a lot, and uh, I think there's bands who are doing fairly well off of it. Although you know you're not getting out there and selling tickets and stuff, but. I mean, if you if you have a good deal on your Spotify royalties, it might be okay. Which which works out well as being independent, right there too. Yeah, totally. You, you guys owning everything versus just getting a fraction of the pie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Fox and Hobsons? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates. That coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, 
You should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. How about a, a live stream situation? Is that something that interests Stryker at all? Well, it, it was weird because, like, before the pandemic, we had recorded an entire live in the studio thing. You were, you're just ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah. And then so <laughs> when the pandemic hit, we just, like, released a video every week or whatever. And then so there's a whole thing on our YouTube channel of um, us doing our more recent material and uh it's all it's all like film pro shot and like in mixed in the studio and everything like like so it's it sounds pretty sick and it was it was funny because now we're like thinking like we don't really want to do a a live stream because it's not going to be as good as that one was because we got it like (laughs) we got like a pro mix on it and everything because i've seen some some live stream stuff and it's just like it's it's really fun to watch but it's like sometimes the audio is a bit of a challenge because like live to the board audio is like i i don't want to show anybody live to the board <laughs> audio it's crazy <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> you gotta you gotta it's a secret you gotta tweak it a little bit like put some reverb on it or something it's like if like the last thing in the world i want is someone to hear like dry dry lead vocals over like like 10 db over all the other instruments in a mix and just be like oh <laughs> but i do like i do like that bands are doing this sort of like you can it's like a pay-per-view event kind of thing like that uh the band architects did that recently where mm-hmm. they did like a i didn't watch it but uh it was like live in some, <laughs> some fan, like awesome place awesome venue and you know you could pay like whatever 10 bucks 15 bucks and it's probably really cool and it, i mean if you really wanted to support the band then that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and it's a, you know you're getting a global market right there. Going on tour for one night. The one that I've been talking a lot of on the podcast about it. The one that I think is the pinnacle of live stream so far in a pay per view type setting would be Behemoths. It was so good. It was in this old church, full production, just amazing. It was really the one to beat in my opinion. Oh shit! I didn't actually see that. I'll have to check it out. I don't know if you can watch it anymore. I'm sure that as this continues, they're going to release something because this is not over for quite a while still. So (laughs) let's flash forward to you being on stage. Once this is over that first show, it's going to be packed because people are going to be so hungry to see live music and freshly vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) The freshly vaccinated packed house, no restrictions back to normal. What is your mindset right there? Oh, that would be crazy. I like, I don't even remember how to do it now. It's been so long. (laughs) You know, what's crazy is we can say that we were on a cruise in 2020 because we did that 70,000 tons, which is like such a hilarious thing. And like our guitar player was like really sick after that too. And we're like, maybe that was, he probably maybe had it. Maybe that was COVID. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was the same kind of sickness, but like, you know, cruise ships, but it's, I I did see a bunch of posts about the, the 70,000 tons flu. 
Yeah, yeah. Some kind of thing. I did see some itis yeah. going around. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that moment, you know, on stage, looking out at the crowd, what 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 would be that first thought that goes through your mind? Besides, can I still do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hit these notes. Uh, I don't know. I'd just be pr- probably pretty thankful because, uh, like I said, I've just been really not thinking about it too much because as soon as you start thinking about it, it's like, man, we had such a such an awesome 2020 lined up and then uh, you're just like, nothing. I mean, I'm thankful that like I've been able to work the whole time. So like, a regular job and uh you know pay the bills and save some cash for touring and stuff so it's not too bad but i think a lot of other people have been affected really negatively so especially if you were like just if you had just made it over that hump of like i'm starting to make a a living off of this and like it's it's my like supplement you, 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 you tell yeah you you tell your your boss to fuck himself finally <laughs> yeah the dream and then <laughs> and then you're like this happens and you're like you have to send the apology email back to your boss and say hey man kids, is it okay if i just come back Bye. for maybe a year or something <laughs> when i said I, you know <laughs> uh, you mentioned you wish that you could hit the notes you hope that you could hit the notes so how are you staying vocally in shape throughout your time off from the stage uh, I'm not. <laughs> I, that's uh, yeah. Does that scare you? Is that? <laughs> it's uh, it's not too bad because I, w- well, like we had a good stint where we were recording a lot of demos and stuff like that. So I was doing a lot more singing, but like, I don't know that like the day to day grind of like nine to five is sort of like takes it out of you a little bit. Last thing you want to do when you get home is like, you know, spend thirty minutes like singing or whatever. And you're just like, eh. and then jamming like that used to be our big thing. It was like we jam like two or three times a week sometimes. And, like, that was a pretty good practice schedule for everybody. But now that we, you know, because of the restrictions, we're, like, mostly not jamming. I I guess we haven't jammed at all since they did, like, the lockdown. Because we're just, like, you know, trying to play by the rules and stuff, I guess. But uh, You're a good Canadian boy. I love it. I I mean, (laughs) to be fair, we probably would jam because, you know, I think we're cohorts technically or something because we're uh-huh, in uh-huh. business together but uh, we haven't really needed to yet so we're just saying fuck it for now but I mean we've still been getting together honestly we just haven't been screaming at each other because when we jam we're all in the room <laughs> screaming and face to face it's like sharing one microphone yeah. super spreader event <laughs> that sounds like a good tour name but, uh, <laughs> that's a great tour name <laughs> Uh, how about winning a Juno? Take me through all of that. You know, let it let it be 2020 when you finally win a Juno. I know, and, right? And you can't celebrate it. So, so talk me through that whole thing leading up to it. I was just stoked to see a bunch of Vox and Hops alumni on that list. We had the Agonist there as well. You guys, I was like, yes, yeah, my my friends are gonna win a Juno. I know <laughs> it. Uh, so, so, so t- talk me through everything leading up to it because it was supposed to be a live event. Obviously, that was all down the shitter because of covid talk me through how it all went down yeah so we were like we were supposed to play that weekend at the juno like uh weekend thing so we had like packed up all our gear and we were like ready to leave and then we were like watching the news and we're like are they gonna like cancel the junos because of this 
And so we were like pretty hesitant to leave. And literally like, it was probably like an, we were like maybe an hour away from leaving. They like really? officially tweeted. Uh, Cause some of us were like, oh, they're for sure going to cancel it. And then the other one's like, no, no, it's probably going to be fine. Like, and then they, uh, yeah, they canceled it. So then we just unpacked all of our shit and we're just like, well, that sucks. That must've been a dark unpack. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was going to be a fun, fun trip for sure. And I mean, you know, even without knowing that we were going to win the last time we went to the Junos was a hilarious time. So it was like, we may as well do it again. But, uh, yeah. Then, uh, and then we just watched the stream at our, uh, guitar player's house and uh you know it was like exciting but it was it was you know it was just like you just watch the screen and they announce it and you're like well <laughs> guess i'll go back to playing like badminton in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have a rager party when you won we did actually we we had a good time it was uh it's pretty good but uh it's awesome it's it's you know it's it's a huge accomplishment Huge yeah it's really it's it's pretty cool i mean it's all it's one of those things like i've i've just listening to podcast lots because again lots of time but like listening to uh um, other music or musicians on podcasts and they talk about like imposter syndrome it's like hmm. it's sort of a weird thing when you when you think about like a juno and all the other people dominated and how hard everybody works and you're just like hmm. you know, like it's i mean i'll put it i'll put i'll put mine in the living room Oh, yeah, mine's just over here. I got it over is here. it? Is it? I was right, right by the Xbox. It, yeah. It's over here. I love it. I love it. What What has changed for Strikers since you guys have won the Juno? I know you guys can't do much because of the pandemic, but ha- have you guys been looked at differently? Yeah, I always joked about it's like uh, it's it's great for like our parents. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, they, they, See? my son's in a band, See, but they I- wanted Juno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they're not just some bums like they, you know so and then uh i mean there's stuff like the the sea change the beer opportunity and then i think it's it's been good to just like i mean it's it's a cool thing to be able to you know have on the resume of you know accomplishments which is i mean it's great so i wouldn't say it's it's awesome the the full extent of the benefits We'll never know because of 2020. But. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You, you never know. Uh, the Was there ever a moment, like even when you started out, just, just started singing that you'd even imagine? Do you remember the first time you watched the Junos that you'd ever be there? Obviously, like us, we, we always idolize America, right? So, so <laughs> yeah. we, we probably watched the Grammys more than we watched the Junos. But did you ever imagine yourself there? Um. Yeah, I guess like more not not maybe when we were like early on. Like early on, the goal was always just like we want to play the biggest show we can play. Like that's always been the goal. Is like pack pack a huge venue. Like that's that's always been the goal. So um, oh, opening for Metallica, you got that one done. Early I know, on. I know. We peaked too too early. We've been chasing that ever since. But uh, yeah, like uh, we had some big festivals lined up for this year, which was a bummer. So like that that would have been a cool like a couple good like notches on the on the belt for like what's 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 the one that hurts the most? Uh, I we were supposed to do Summer Breeze, which would have been really sick. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's a great festival. And there were yeah. some other ones that I don't know if they were actually an- announced or not. So I, I'm never sure if we should like say mm-hmm. it because no maybe worries. maybe yeah. they'll like. 
you know, maybe they're going to re-up. But I, I actually don't know. Because um, I heard some, like, doom and gloom about, like, insurance companies not wanting to insure big festivals. Because they, they'll put the pandemic clause and they'll be like, ah, there's a pandemic. We're not going to pay you any money because of greasy insurance company. And so unbelievable, eh? and that's why most of the festivals waited until the the countries themselves made it illegal for them to do it before pulling the plug. Yeah, well, I mean, just the amount of money and time and everything that goes into those big, like international acclaimed festivals, it's like I can only imagine what a nightmare that was to just like see that coming and be like, "Fuck, like this is gonna smash us." <laughs> Just, just taking years off their life, right there. Absolutely, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up with something more fun. Um, it probably never happens to you, <laughs> but every once in a while, it happens to somebody. What is your hangover cure? Oh, I should be getting paid for this. Uh, <laughs> my, my girlfriend got this. Uh, uh, it's called Blowfish. And it's this okay. like, it's like a tablet, like an Alka-Seltzer or whatever. And you, and you put it in a drink and what it is, is it's like, uh, aspirin and caffeine and like lemon flavor. And it like hmm. fizzes up in a, in a glass and if and you just like pound it and it's just like 200 milligrams of caffeine. So it's like two cups of coffee and you're just like bang right back to normal <laughs> somehow. Wow. Mm, I love it. Blowfish. It was surprisingly good. I, I mean, no affiliation, but they're sick. Sponsor Striker. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe Vox and Hops. <laughs> Dan, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Um, super stoked about the Juno. Super stoked about this brew. Absolutely delicious. Uh, next time I'm out over in Alberta, I will definitely be hitting up Sea Change Brewing Co. Yeah, we'll have to bring you, we'll bring you a flat of it. Yeah, I like the sound of that. On the house. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I love Dan Cleary. Uh, every time we have a chat, it's always a blast. I'm super stoked that Stryker got a brew made. I'm super stoked that they won that Juno. How cool is that? I was very, very stoked when I heard that they had won. I was sad for my good friends of the Agonists who didn't win, but I was happy that my friends in Stryker did win. It was one of those win-lose, win situations uh, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops Metal podcast episode, you should go and follow it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also rate it and write a review because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Do yourself a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. Trust me, this is a party that you do not want to miss. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with two episodes, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. 
Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.